This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're power walking our way into episode number 85. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi. This is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am glad to be back with you, ladies and gents, mamas and daddies, uh, mamas and daddies-to-be. I feel like it was just the last episode while I w- where I was apologizing for, uh, for a long time between episodes, and here I am again, uh, like about a month, and I really apologize for that because I know this is supposed to be a weekly podcast. It's just that things were so crazy. We had super sick kids uh, at the first couple weeks of of November our little ones were really sick and then we had the holiday at the end of November and and natural birth and baby care had its 10th anniversary and I don't even think I managed to get a podcast out about that which is crazy um, but it's true I've actually been running natural birth and baby care for 10 years now it turned 10 on Thanksgiving a lot for me to be thankful for uh, so on November 26th natural birth and baby care celebrated its 10th anniversary um, I highlighted a lot of great resources. I'm thinking of maybe doing a roundup post where I uh, where I kind of summarize all the things that I highlighted across 10 days for the 10th anniversary for Natural Birth and Baby Care, and I'll be sure to let you know about that. Again, I know if you're listening to this in the future, you're probably just going to listen to all of them in a row or listen topically to, to what's pertinent to you, but if you are a regular listener, again, I do apologize for that gap. I think that I'm finally managing to figure out my life and balance um, balance my editorial schedule where I'm, I'm, you know, writing new blog posts and putting out new videos and, and being live on the Periscopes every week and also getting the podcasts done every week too. So hopefully, hopefully we'll come back regularly. And I think on our next podcast, we're going to have a guest and uh, guest episodes are always a lot of fun for me. And I hope that they're also fun for you. So that's where we're at right now. I'm trying to jump back into it and, and get into our weekly podcast again. This week we're actually going to talk about something that that a podcast listener asked me to talk about. And I really love it when you let me know what you want to hear about because sometimes, you know, I feel like my well of ideas runs dry or sometimes I wonder if I'm really touching on the topics that are important to you. So when you let me know what you want to hear about, I know that I'm talking about what's important to you. So don't hesitate to let me know. Just check out the, you can check out the website naturalbirthandbabycare.com or you can get there through the podcast shortcut by just going to birthbabylife.com and there's a button to the contact form it's on the bottom of the page Um, you can hit that and and shoot me a note on the contact form or if you're subscribed to the newsletter just hit reply to anything you get that goes right to my inbox I do have an email assistant Kate she's wonderful I don't know what I'd do without her Uh, she helps me man the inbox and keep track of everything so that I don't miss your request Um, she'll definitely point it out to me and so you know let me know. And if you've got a question, I can talk about it on the podcast or I can get back to you personally in an email. So I'm happy to help you out and hear what you want to know. With that, again, what we're going to talk about today is something that that I've gotten requests for. So we're going to actually talk about postpartum weight loss thoughts. And this is this is a timely podcast for me because I, I actually have Sadie here with me. I don't know if you just heard her squeaking or not, um, but she's she is actually ten months old today as I'm recording this and. 
So I'm definitely at that point where I'm not feeling like immediately postpartum and thoughts about weight loss and things, uh, you know, that sort of thing is on my mind. And I know that it's on the mind of a lot of postpartum mamas. So let's, let's talk about it, okay? So what's the deal with losing weight once you've had a baby? I want to emphasize that the very first and biggest priority when you become a new mom is really, I think it's two things. So I'll cheat and say it's two. So I guess the two biggest. But that's that's mothering your child or your children if you're a lucky mom of multiples or if you have older kids. And then taking care of yourself. I feel like, you know, that taking care of our babies is often pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you know, we know that we need to take care of our baby. But you also need to take care of yourself. Remember, you need to recover. Pregnancy and birth are a lot of hard work. I I love pregnancy. I like being pregnant myself. I've only had one pregnancy that I was really truly miserable in. Um, and all the other pregnancies have been really nice. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I love natural birth, but pregnancy does fundamentally change the way your body works on many, 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 many levels. I mean, it it changes pretty much every major system in your body. So if you if you remember anything from biology class, you know you know you've got your cardio cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, the lymphatic system, the endocrine system, which is your hormones, um, and of course the reproductive system, and so forth, skeletal system. So we've got all of these different systems that go in into making up our body. And maybe we think, oh, well, of course, the reproductive system changes when we're pregnant. But really, it has a massive impact on every part of your body when you're pregnant. There are massive changes to the cardiovascular system, massive changes to your respiratory system. It's somewhat taxing on your skeletal system, huge changes to the endocrine system, to your hormones. It's just got a big impact on your body. I'm not saying that's a bad impact because I truly feel... Like pregnancy is blessed. Uh, I just had a friend who's who's just lost a little one, and you know her grief is so palpable it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Um, and so, but even with a miscarriage early on, you know there's such a big change, such a fundamental shift, uh, and so it's it's definitely a blessed thing and a blessed time, but it's a big thing. It's a big thing, and we need time. Uh, maybe I don't like the word recover. I do have the word recover in my notes. Maybe I don't like that word recover, but we do need time for our body to to return from its pregnant state to a non-pregnant state. And also, um, for many of you, it's it's going to be a continuation of that physiological change in that you're breastfeeding your baby. Now, breastfeeding doesn't have the same level of physiological change, but your body is still doing a whole lot. Um, and, and so while you're doing that, your body's getting used to this new thing of making milk or maybe continuing making milk if you have never really stopped nursing from a previous baby. But, and then it's also, it's also adjusting back to a pre-pregnancy simply lactating state. And birth takes a lot out of you too. I I like to use the analogy that birth is like an athletic event, like a woman who's trained for a marathon or who's climbed a mountain. You can probably expect that she's going to want to take it a little bit easy for a couple days after she accomplishes that goal, uh, the, the marathon runner or the mountain climber. So you should expect that you need to take it easy. And plus, your body's done all these physiological changes that really 
none of her training can even come close to comparing to that when we talk about the female athlete. You know, she does, she gets fit, toned, expands her lung capacity, um, has a, you know, more efficient cardiovascular system, but really the systemic changes are nothing like a pregnancy. And we expect that she might want to take some time off and recover, you know. So you certainly give yourself that grace. You also need to build a milk supply. You got to have the energy to do that. You need to have the good health to do that. Many moms who weren't able to breastfeed their babies and look back upon that realize that that they just weren't in a good good state of health, and so their body just wasn't able to produce the milk. Now, I will say that I think that the um, inadequate milk supply problem. I think it's overstated, and and I also think that it stems from a lot of things that we could fix if we as a society were willing to fix them. We're willing to change dietary recommendations. We're willing to support moms more. Um, we're willing to teach uh, breastfeeding in a normal physiological way, which I do think we're making huge strides towards that, but we're not there yet. But but there are some women who just, they can't make the milk because they're not giving themselves a, you know, they're not giving themselves a break. They haven't taken care of themselves during pregnancy, postpartum. They're putting too much on themselves, and I don't want you to feel guilty uh, if that's you, mom. But basically what I'm saying is be aware of that. Be aware of your expectations of yourself and how they can impact things. So you need to recover. You need to build a milk supply. You need to have the energy to, to care for your baby. This is wrapped up in what I just said. You've got to have energy left over at the end of the day to take care of your baby. And uh, and also, I think that you should feel good <laughs> You shouldn't feel like you're starving. You shouldn't feel like you're desperate to eat. You shouldn't feel like you're not well cared for. You should feel good mentally, emotionally. I mean, there may be a little bit of maybe a little bit of ups and downs, maybe some tears. My midwife when she came back for my first postpartum checkup, what like 24 hours after Sadie was born, I was just like this sopping, soggy mess of tears. Um and she heard me out and and was there for me and supported me, but but 3 days later, um when when actually the the other midwife in her practice came, she was the one who did the second checkup. And so when Katie came in, it was like a totally different Kristen. I was all bubbly and cheerful and happy and my milk had come in and I was feeling tons better. Um, and, and I've, you know, I felt pretty good since Sadie was born since then. So I think a little bit of emotional ups and downs, being in a soggy heap, crying with your baby here and there is normal. But, but as moms, we should really, we should really be able to enjoy mothering. Uh, and we should, we should not feel like we're, you know, filling our tears, you know, our tears aren't making our couch float away or that sort of thing. So you should feel good much of the time. So that that's really a big priority is, is how am I feeling and how am I doing? And then, of course, those first few months, um, we're focusing on baby too, on mothering our child, on building this milk supply, on taking care of this little one. And I think that you should take care of yourself. But when I say that, I'm not talking like stick baby in a bucket and head to the gym to lose all the baby weight kind of taking care of yourself. I'm talking more nurturing. Um, now, if it makes you feel good to go to the gym and work out for a little bit, I'm not saying you can't do that. But I'm saying, you know, think of think of what you need to do to take care of yourself and to nourish yourself emotionally and physically and then take care of your baby. And how do I nourish my baby emotionally? How do I mother my baby, spend time with him or her, enjoy him or her? That's what you really want to look at in those first few months. And then 
then we can talk about weight gain. So all of this, I guess, has been, or not weight gain, losing weight. All of this has kind of been running up to talking about losing weight. So my rule of thumb that I always give to students in mama baby birthing classes or, or gals in my smart mama happy baby club is that it took nine months to put on. So let's give it at least nine months before we seriously think about taking it off. I really feel that that for many moms, it might go away on its own in that nine-month time, that baby weight, especially, especially if you're eating sensibly. And we can talk about what that means in a few minutes. Um, so maybe it will go away on its own. And by that nine-month point, you'll find that you don't have to worry about it. Or maybe you'll be like, like I said, Sadie's 10 months today, so I'm right there. Uh, and I'm not back at my pre-pregnancy, quote-unquote, goal weight or whatever. Um, I've got, you know, probably 10, 12 pounds to go um, before I start to feel somewhat satisfied and 16 pounds to go before I feel like I've made it, so to speak. Uh, but, but a lot of weight has come off. Um, I'm able to button my jeans really without any problem. Um, I've got one skirt that's still a pretty tight fit. I'm not quite slipping into it, but, but I'm fitting into the jeans and I notice like, I actually don't wear jeans very often ladies. So it's a good thing for me to, to use as an example because I usually wear skirts. So they're kind of forgiving. Um, but the last time I put my jeans on was probably a few months ago and, um, and it, it was a tight fit to button them up, and definitely they felt pretty tight around my hips. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. Well, uh, we had friends over the other day, and we were outside a lot, so I decided to wear jeans on that day. And when I slipped my jeans on, not only did I have no problem buttoning, buttoning them up, um, I also noticed that, that that tightness in the thighs and in the hips wasn't there anymore. There was definitely some slack, so to speak. So even though I don't necessarily feel like I've made good progress and certainly haven't really made any intentional progress other than other than some dietary stuff, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but I, you know, I haven't really done anything physical or, or nothing, nothing super intentional to, oh my gosh, I've got to lose the baby weight. But it's, it's kind of come off. Some of it has come off, not all of it. Now, when I had my first few babies, um, Cassidy's turning 14 on Saturday as I'm recording this. So 14 years ago, um, I, I had a baby and, and the baby was out and the baby weight was gone. You know, it was gone within like days. When I went for my six-week postpartum checkup, I was back down to my pre-pregnancy weight gain. That, that does not happen anymore. I think that as you get older... It may not automatically come off, even with breastfeeding. I, I've definitely found that I don't shed weight as easily after these last few babies as I did after my first few. But I think that we need to be gentle with ourselves. Having said that, I also do think that many moms start to want to lose the baby weight. I believe that in those early days, you shouldn't worry about it. And don't be down on yourself if you need to wear a bigger pair of jeans or looser shirts or flowing skirts for a while. Don't be down on yourself. You can make some sensible diet choices at that point. But, you know, don't, don't hyper-focus on it. Give yourself grace. But again, I do think there comes this point 
And it differs for different moms. I think it differs for different pregnancies. I mentioned earlier that I've only had one pregnancy that was really tough. That was my fifth pregnancy with Honor. Um, and after her, after her, I really, I started feeling that, okay, I really want to get back in shape. I want to start feeling like myself, like my body again. Um, probably when she was only four or five months old. And and actually, I'd felt it before then, and I had started working on my diastasis, like, right after she was born. But that was when I really started wanting to focus on, like, the fitness and feeling like me. I want to lose this baby weight. And I think part of that was because that pregnancy was so very hard, and I wanted to feel physically better and physically ready for another pregnancy because I was pretty sure we wanted to have another baby. Um, after my other ones, that urge really hasn't been there quite so soon. Um, or it's been there and then it's just kind of passed, but, but I've definitely gotten to that point. I'm definitely starting to think at this point now with Sadie at 10 months old that, okay, I really want to get these last few baby pounds off. I really want to feel fit and strong going into Sadie's second year and going into the spring when we get spring in a few months from now, since we're really just starting winter here as I'm recording this. But you know, I'm just, I'm thinking that that urge is there. In fact, I've actually been thinking about maybe doing a challenge on natural birth and baby care to get some other mamas with me. Uh, so I'll keep you updated if I decide to do that. But I think that that feeling is natural, that urge is natural, and that desire is natural. So I, I would say don't rush it. Don't rush it, mama. But when you start feeling it, you also don't have to deny it or don't say, oh, I'm doing something wrong because I want to lose the baby weight and I'm supposed to be totally accepting of myself and everything. And we can be accepting of ourselves and also want to improve. And maybe that does mean improving physically. For me, it means I know that when spring comes, it's going to be gardening time. We're going to, we have goats. So we're going to have goats who are kidding. Um, we need to be there to be able to help take care of them. I want to be there to chase my kids. Um, I want to be able to be active when 4-H season rolls around again uh, and, and handling whatever critters our kids have this year on the farm. So it's it's an active life, and I want to feel fit and up to that. And I also want to feel fit fit for my little ones and any little ones that we might be blessed with in the future. So those are all normal, natural things, and I don't think you need to beat yourself up for having any desires like that. And I simply use mine as examples. It might look, feel, manifest differently from you, and really I just want to validate what you're feeling. But let's talk briefly um, about how do you lose the weight. And if y'all want to hear a podcast episode that goes more into this, we can certainly talk about it. But really I wanted to talk more about feelings and expectations and things. But... But let's dip in a little bit. How do you lose the weight? I really feel like diet is the key to losing baby weight. I think that I think that exercise is good, um, and we're going to come back and visit it in a minute. But really, I think for losing weight, even losing the baby weight, diet is key. What you eat is really what's going to help with making you lean because it's about getting your metabolism right and it's about giving your body the fuels that it needs, the right fuels for the job without the excess fuels that you need. So if you've heard me talk anything about pregnancy weight or anything about boosting milk supply or anything like that, you've heard me talk about healthy fats. And fats are really wonderful because they nourish our brains, which is oh so important to our babies. And it's also oh so important to us as moms and really even as dads because a well-nourished brain is much more likely to be robust and have a positive mental outlook. 
And for you mamas, pregnancy takes a lot out of you in the form of essential fatty acids and those sorts of things because our baby's brains are very greedy for them. Babies will store like up to 10 times more essential fatty acids than they actually need. So when we're pregnant, we need to really worry about making sure that we're getting enough of those good healthy fats with those essential fatty acids in them. And then postpartum, too, we want to keep that up because those things are flowing out through our milk uh, and, and we're wanting to replenish any supply that our baby squirreled away for him or herself. And also we want to just give our bodies what it needs. So healthy fats are wonderful postpartum because they're satiating. For most of us, they're delicious, depending on your fat of choice. Um, they provide vital essential fatty acids for our brain. They allow us to absorb the nutrients in our food, fat-soluble uh, vitamins and things. And they're just, they provide a good clean source of energy that, that the body doesn't store away in excess the way that it does carbohydrates. So carbohydrates um, just get kind of stowed away as fat. Because carbohydrates are quick energy. Our body burns it quickly. And then if it's got excess, 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 and if it's got lots of carbs and lots of fats, it's got excess, excess, excess energy, and it stores that away. And carbohydrates also cause insulin spikes. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's harder to lose weight, the baby weight when you're older, is because your insulin metabolism has been abused for many more years than a younger mom and it's just harder for it to deal with the ups and downs and the blood sugar swings um, and the cravings and the bottoming out and, and basically the the binging to make up for the cravings all of that is a cycle based on insulin so when you eat more healthy fats you're satiating yourself now there are lots of different ideas out there uh, on how you can limit carbohydrates, how you can get good fats. There are many different, I guess, even methodologies or whatever. I mean, there's Atkins. Everybody knows Atkins. Um, and one that's really popular now, which I actually like a lot, uh, is Trim Healthy Mama. And I like that because it really educates you about metabolism it does have stuff for daddies, but it's very focused especially on moms. And that's by um, Serene and Pearl. They're two sisters, and I can't remember their last names right now. But if you search Trim Healthy Mama, you'll find them. They've just recently revamped their book and actually split it into two books because a lot of people complained that the, that the information and the recipes together was kind of overwhelming. So they've split it out into a book on the plan, which tells you how to eat, what they recommend, and then also the recipe book. I have the older book where it's all combined, and it, it, it is a little bit encyclopedic, but very educational. Um, anyways, I like their method because, because they have times where you're eating those nice, fatty, satiating, low-carb dishes, and then also times where you eat the lower-fat, higher-carb dishes that are kind of energizing, and, and let's face it, sometimes we just like those things. It's always lower carb than like the standard American diet, but what they call it satiating versus energizing meals. The energizing meals um, are a nice treat uh, and a nice change. And they, they recommend that you have those meals far enough apart that you're not doing what's called double fueling. So you're not getting carbs and fat at the same time, which causes things to get stored away in fat cells. But basically, I don't want to give an entire rundown of the diet. It's just one thing. Um, and I really think that what works for you works. But 
I think that for most of us, educating ourselves about insulin resistance and how that impacts us, especially as we grow older uh, and how that causes fat storage is a good thing to do. And like I said, we can delve into this in an entire podcast episode sometime. Maybe I should see if I can get Serene and Pearl as guests on the podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? But, um, but again, that's Trim Healthy Mama. That's just what I'm personally looking at for diet uh, for me and for Scott. And my kids, they, they give advice on how to adapt it to make sure that your kids are getting plenty of carbs and everything because kids need more energy um, than adults and can eat more carbs. So it's just, it's a really nice family-based book. And so I like it a lot. Uh, but... But some others that I've read and, and have helped some people are paleo diets help a lot of moms uh, or p- primal diets. If you follow Mark Sisson, Atkins again helps a lot of people. Um, sugar-free Sheila, she's an Atkins gal. Her information is good information and helpful to a lot of moms. So what you can find about diet and what seems to work for you, resonate with you, Whole30 helps a lot of people. Um, that That's probably what you should go with. I've just mentioned, you know, my pet is Trim Healthy Mama, but you do what works for you but I fully believe that diet is going to be the big thing and this is one of the things that you can start right away I think that in the early weeks mama you need to really focus on building a good nourishing milk supply which does mean plenty of healthy fats but also make sure that you're satiated you might feel like you're starving in those first few days postpartum I always do eat because that's your body switching over to milk production. That's your body doing a lot of healing right there. And you want to nourish that. But as you get past those early weeks, past those crazy newborn weeks where just being nourishing and comforted uh, is what's needed, you can start to think more about how do I want to be intentional about picking my meals and how do I make sure that I'm picking these meals that uh, that might help some of the weight slide off over time. Not suddenly because that can impact your milk supply, but slide off over time. And then certainly once you get to the point where I'm at, you can start thinking about making those intentional diet changes if you haven't worked them in slowly um, or planned for them before your baby was born, maybe when you're nesting and you you know, you know plan out all these meal plans and things for postpartum, if that's the kind of thing you like doing for nesting. But basically, it's something that you can ease your way into and then feel confident about and, and find ways to stay feeling satiated and nourished. Another reason I like Trim Healthy Mama, they have lots of treats that you can make that taste good and yummy. But anyways, let's talk quickly too about exercise. I said we'd come back to it. Um, exercise can help your mental outlook. And I also do think it really helps with tone and stamina. I think it's important if you're going to, if you want your body to be prepared for another pregnancy. Just remember that that to see spot results, you, you, need to, you need to tone and train overall and you need to incorporate diet. So for instance, one thing that I hope, and I'll admit this publicly on the podcast, Maybe I should be embarrassed, but I hope one day that I have arms that look like Madonna's or Michelle Obama's. Those ladies have beautiful arms. And yes, Scott's like, they probably have a personal trainer too. And I know I'm never going to have a personal trainer, but you know, but their arms are just so beautiful. That, that lovely tone that looks feminine, it doesn't look all beefy and like boyish, but, but it's just nicely toned and you can tell that they're strong, right? I want that. But the reality is, ladies... We will not get that look by exercising our arms. We will not get that look by by exercising in isolation, okay? So, and, and it doesn't matter what your target area is, whether it's your bum or your thighs or your belly or whatever, your arms like me. 
isolation exercises aren't going to tone that. We have to tone overall and work uh, and eat well. And then as we do that overall toning and as we eat that diet, things start to melt off all over the body so that we can see that strength and perhaps that little bit of feminine definition um, that, you know, that has that sexy look to it that, that some of us might want and you might not want it. You might not care about it, but some of us do. Some of us can hope that, you know, maybe one day we'll have that. I think I like to think of it as like sexy, strong, no, no string bean or anything. But but, you know, just that toned look, that that Brazilian Amazon woman kind of look or whatever. Um, that look that says, you know, I could juggle three babies and then run off through the woods and then sit down and nurse my baby and take off on another marathon. Whatever. I'll stop now. But you've got to do the overall fitness and toning and things and you can do it at home body weight um kettlebells if you've got a little bit of workout equipment or whatever um you can do it i actually (laughs) i opened this episode with power walking and i totally don't recommend power walking that's like a tongue-in-cheek joke for me but but taking walks every day or hikes regularly is another good thing to do so basically Think about exercise as something that you do to increase the strength and stamina of your entire body. And also, because we often do feel good and energized after exercise, so there are benefits there that you can enjoy. But don't think about the exercise as necessarily taking the weight off. Um, It's it's just enhancing the work that you're already doing with making sensible diet choices. Now, I do feel like one spot area that we can talk about, especially postpartum, is diastasis care. And that is kind of a spot focus, but it's a focus to heal an area that needs healing. So just like if you went to a physical therapist after an injury, you would focus on the area of the injury. Focusing on a diastasis is focusing on healing that particular area, not necessarily on having six-pack abs or whatever. So while you're doing your overall toning, if you have a diastasis, then please do uh, do your diastasis exercises as well. But overall, remember, um, fitness and feeling good postpartum and everything is... It's about it's about diet and then doing the fitness because it it helps you with that mental outlook. So again, just to sum up my recommendations, uh, I recommend a lower carb diet. I really like the Trim Healthy Mama program. Um, I think that body weight based workouts or something like kettlebells that you can have at home is ideal for a mom because again. You can do it at home. You don't have to go to a gym. If going to a gym is your thing and you can make that happen, it works. But many of us can't. So doing something at home, working with your own body, your own body weight is a good idea. And then another thing that I really encourage every woman to incorporate into her daily routine is do some squats. You can look up Katie Bowman's information. She's got great information. I'll put all this stuff in the show notes. Um, but you can look up her information she she teaches you how to squat and she recommends you know doing deep squats every day and that really is so important for us ladies because a squat is not an isolation exercise it involves like every muscle group from from the belly down is involved in a squat it's a complex movement it does a lot of good and it does so much good for your pelvic floor And a lot of us ladies are worried about that postpartum. I did an entire class on preventing tears and creating pelvic floor integrity. I can link to that in the show notes too. It's the Smart Mama's Guide to Preventing Tearing During Birth. Um, But it's because it's something that 
you know, that, that we're worried about as women, we're worried about it. And squatting helps with the pelvic floor, helps keep things strong. It is a good thing. And then I already said, I think everybody should be walking, not power walking, but just taking a daily walk or taking a hike a couple times a week. Just get out there, move and use your body. And most of all, mamas, take care of yourself and do, do what helps you feel good. Do it when you feel ready. Work up to it slowly. I mean, if you really want to do it, then go ahead and do it. But if you need to, work up to it slowly. And do what makes you feel good. Do what benefits you mentally. Um, And, you know, do something that you can enjoy. There is a program out there, a workout out there, a routine out there, a style of eating out there that makes you feel good, that you can enjoy. Trim Healthy Mama does it for me. I like body weight exercises. I like walks. That works for me. You find what works for you, Mama, um, and, and find what helps you feel comfortable with yourself and comfortable with the progress that you're making, even if you don't arrive, so to speak, for a while. Comfortable with your progress and, and and enjoy the journey. Enjoy learning about your body. Enjoy nourishing your baby. Enjoy finding ways to incorporate your little ones into all of this, because that's what's important for us as moms is that we are able to smile and find joy in it and feel satisfaction in where we've been and the amazing work that our bodies have done and the amazing things that we will move forward to do in the future. All right, mamas, with that, be blessed, and hopefully I will talk to you next week. Remember, you can leave me a rating on iTunes. Uh, That helps other people find out about the podcast. And if you do want to sign up for the newsletter, get notifications about the latest podcasts, about upcoming scopes on Periscope, or just about the latest articles on natural birth and baby care, check out TrustBirth101.com, and that will give you all the information that you need to know and get you signed up for the newsletter. I look forward to having you there and talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.